says we're kings and priests. The children of God are not to live like paupers. We're not to live like that. A king is somebody that has authority. We have authority. And a priest is somebody that makes intercession. We got the richest king that's ever lived. And all the things he has belong to us. Belong to us. Rhonda Crochere. Can you hear me? Would you come up here a minute, please? Hallelujah. Praise God. The Word of God. Amen. Praise God. Jesus. Again. Amen. I want you to face them out there. Last Sunday she come up here and requested prayer for her daughter. Amen. She hadn't seen that child and or heard from that child in four months. Wow. A mother's grief and a mother's sorrow. Oh. That child began to text her this week and brought her clothes home. She's not home yet, but she's coming home. Hallelujah. God touch me. Amen. God touch me. Amen. God bless you. Glory to God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, church. That's a miracle. Hallelujah. That's a miracle. Praise ye the Lord. Let hallelujah. all the people of God praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you for... Hallelujah. Praise God. We're going to minister about prayer. Brother Don hit on something that the Lord had given me to say today. And uh, when we walk with God, if we'll keep talking the things we want from God, I guarantee you they're guaranteed. They're guaranteed. The prophet Isaiah said, I will give to you before you ever ask. Delight thyself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. He's ready to give before you ever ask. He's ready to pour out. So we're to pray. We're to pray. Amen. God bless you. you may be seated. Appreciate the presence of the Lord today and the goodness of God. Luke 21 and 36. Luke 21 and 36. To pray. To pray. Amen. The Bible says, watch you therefore and pray. Pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all those things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. So we're to pray. The Bible said pray always. The Bible said pray day and night. So how do you pray day and night? If you're not on your knees of praying, you always got to be in the spirit of prayer. Hmm? You don't have to go to a certain place to pray. You always have to be in the spirit of what? Prayer. That's what it means to pray day and night. And to pray without ceasing. Always in the spirit of prayer. That you might be counted worthy to escape the things that might come on this world. The disciples said, teach us to pray. He sent the Holy Spirit down here to teach us to pray. We know not how to pray except the Spirit of God teaches us to pray. The Spirit of the Lord was here marvelous this morning as we gathered together and began to pray. He began to speak some things. and it just, It's wonderful when the Lord speaks to us. Luke 22, 31, 22, Jesus tells Peter, Satan has desired to have you. 
desired to have you. But I have what? Prayed. Let me encourage you to pray for people. Pray for your family. Jesus says, I prayed for you that your faith fail not. That your faith don't fail. Jesus had to rebuke Peter. He said, get behind me, Satan. You know it's not the things of God. You're working in the flesh. Peter doubted that there was a great catch because he'd failed. He went to sleep when Jesus went to pray. He denied the Lord three times. But the Lord had prayed for him that his faith didn't fail. And God used him mightily. The Apostle Paul called him one of the chiefest of the apostles in the New Testament. And they turned their world upside down because they what? Prayed. Pray about everything. No matter what it is, do what? Pray. Pray always. Pray without ceasing. Pray day and night. The reason Judas knew where Jesus was to take the people to catch him because he knew, the Bible said, he knew the place where Jesus oftentimes prayed. He knew where Jesus would be at the garden praying. Listen, God wants us to have a place of prayer. When you pray, God reveals secrets. No prayer, no secrets revealed. No heavens open without prayer. So when we begin to pray, things begin to happen. So Judas knew those things. And Jesus asked him, why do you sleep? Arise and pray. Why do you sleep? Arise and pray. How I many you know that praying is work? Praying is laboring. Praying is taxing. People have time to do everything in the world but to do what? To pray. You have to have some time to pray. He said, why couldn't you pray just one hour? Peter, why couldn't you pray one hour? James, John, why couldn't you pray one hour? Why did you go to sleep? Judges 6:19 and said the spirit of God left Samson while he was asleep. The spirit of God leaves us when we're prayerless. The spirit of God departs from a prayerless praying life. The spirit left Samson as he slept. God expects us to do what? If you're a Christian, God expects you to do what? Pray. He expects that of you, to have a prayer life, to pray. And not only just get out and have a, a devotion, but pray always. Pray all during the day when you drive into Texarkana to do what? Pray. Have the spirit of prayer in us. We're to pray. The Bible said that Carnitas prayed always unto God. And the Lord heard his prayers and sent an angel down to talk to him and said, your prayers has come up before God as a memorial. Your prayers goes before God as you begin to pray and hear the voice of God. Proverbs 21, 23 and 21, drowsiness will close the man with rags. 
prayerless life clothes a Christian without authority. God has given us what? Authority. He's given us power to make what? Intercessory prayer. But when you're drowsy and your prayerless life, it robs us of our spiritual strength. We find also in Isaiah 51, 52 and 1, says awake, awake. In other words, that means to pray. Get up and what? Pray. Pray. It said put on your garment of Zion. I mean, put on the garment of the church. The church's number one thing is to what? Pray. If you are a Christian, you are called to do what? Pray. Enter in your closet, close the door, and do what? Pray. Then when you're working, do what? Pray. Be in the spirit of prayer always. Always being in the spirit of prayer, of praying. And then he goes on to say, it puts on strength. When you pray, you get what? You know what will make you strong in the Lord more than anything in this world is to what? Pray. Acts 6, the apostle said we must give ourselves to what? Pray. The minister's first responsibility is what? What is the minister's first responsibility? It's not to studying the Word of God. It's to do what? To pray. What is a Christian's responsibility? To pray. Somebody asked Billy Graham one time, said, what do you think about a, a person that spends a lot of times in their office studying? He said, I think they're a nut. We must have a place that we're going to do what? Pray. Pray. Pray always. Pray in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. You'll not fulfill the lust of the family, of the flesh. Carnage, his prayer saved his whole family. His whole family was baptized with the baptism of the Holy Ghost because he was a praying man. He prayed. He prayed always. Then it goes on and says in verse um, Isaiah 52, shake off the dust. I believe it's time for the church to shake off the dust. In other words, shake off the things of this world. It's time to have a shaking going on. You'll notice when you read about Abraham's life, God gave him lots of things he never asked for. He never prayed. He never asked for it. God gave it to him because he was in covenant with God. When God told him, said, take your son, your only son, and the son that you love, and sacrifice him to me. And if you'll notice after that, what God says, I know. I want you to hear me this morning. We must sacrifice the things that we love the most to God before God begins to really speak to us about the things concerning the kingdom of God. And he'll give you your Isaac back. If you lay on the altar what you love the most and what you cherish the most of this world and get it on the altar and sacrifice it to God, God will give you things before you ever ask. And not only that, he will give you your Isaac back. Seek you first the kingdom of God. Our prayer should be first and not what we want from God, but that we want to know God. 
more than anything in this world and then he will add all these other things to us when we seek first the kingdom of God the kingdom of God is righteousness and what joy and what and peace and the Holy Ghost that ought to be the first thing that a Christian prays for for the things of God then we sign for also in Ephesians where it says 514 awake thyself from sleep arise from the dead prayerless life is like a dead Christian without prayer we cannot know God when we pray and get in a place of prayer and pray always and pray unto God he said awake thyself come out of your sleep and pray begin to pray Hannah the Bible said went up to the house of God grieved in her spirit year after year being vexed in her spirit and this day she went up again like she'd always done before grieved in her spirit not eating but praying but this time Eli noticed what was going on the Bible said she was praying in her heart it's not how loud we pray it's not how long you pray some people say, well, we need to pray harder and pray longer. No, that, that, that's not scriptural. You need to pray from the heart. She prayed from her heart. Her mouth was moving, but with no words coming out. And Eli told her, said, go your way. Your prayers has been answered. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he give you the desires of your heart. When we began to pray, from our heart she wanted something from God that she would give back to God and she brought for a boy in the world that no man when he was born and coming to this world was hearing from God the scripture said nobody was hearing from God not Eli and not Eli's son the high priest wasn't here from God she brought forth a child into this world that changed the world and the Bible said every word that he spoke come out of his mouth came true because he was something was birthed by prayer how many want to birth something but prayer when you begin to birth something but prayer holding on to God something's going to happen miraculously when Esau is sacrificed to God not Esau but Isaac something great begins to happen I'd like you to read about Abraham how God gave him things when he told Lot you got to go he didn't want Lot to go but he had to get rid of Lot. And when Lot left, God said, Abraham, look up and see the stars. That's what he didn't ask for that. He said, that's what I'm going to make you. Because he was walking in covenant with God. He got rid of Lot. Go Glory to God. Lot got in trouble. And what did he do? He went and rescued him. He got his family together, 300 men born of his own household, and went and rescued him. He wasn't angry at Lot. He was obeying God. And God sent him down there to rescue. He fought four nations with three men and whooped 300 men and whooped them and recovered Lot because he was walking in covenant with God. Abraham's life is a life of ever-increasing faith. Every time in his life he gave up something, God gave something greater back to him. God never asked us to give up something that he don't give something greater back to us when we began to pray. Hannah was a praying woman, and she got what she asked for. She prayed. Amen. And James 5 and 6 says, A fervent prayer of a righteous man has much power. 
prayer, its own fire, goes upward, and smoke goes upward. The prophet said, then the smoke, prophet James said, the smoke goes upward. Let me read you something here from the book of Revelation about where your prayers are going when you pray, when you begin to pray. Revelation 8, 3 and 5. And an angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer, and there was given him much incense that he should offer it the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. We sow abundantly, we reap what? God is rewarder of those that do what? Diligently seek him in your prayer life. Have a diligent seeking life and prayer life. Then verse 4 said, The smoke of the incense went and came up with the prayers of the saints. It sended up before God out of the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar and cast it to the earth. And there was voices and thunders and lightning and earthquakes. God was answering the prayers of the saints. How many feel like we're on the verge of something miraculously happen? Oh, I, I believe the church is on the verge of miraculous something happening in the body of Christ. So we're commanded to pray and to pray always. We have to partnership ourselves in prayer be a partner in prayer. I'm going to share some stories with you now that I've read about, about when you have a partner in prayer and when you begin to pray. I think it was Jane Nichols mentioned, and, and Jane, people don't like to hear that when you say that, what you said this morning. We think that because we're Christians, we're supposed to have a bed of ease and a rose of life. And I'm just telling you what I'm talking to Christians those times. They think because they're Christian, it's supposed to be easy. I'm here to say what Sister Jane said this morning and what the Bible says, your life is never going to come to a place that you can quit warring in the Spirit. It's never going to happen. That's the Word of God. He said there's going to be wars and what? It's only been about 200 years of peace on this earth since it began. Most, a lot of that was during Solomon's time. He never had no war. But the Bible said there was long war between Saul's house and David's house. We must put on the full armor of God and get ready. We're in a spiritual warfare. As Jane mentioned in there, and Ken mentioned this morning, the devil's out to kill every one of us. If he can't kill you, he's going to steal everything in your house. As a guy used to say, going to send you to the Christmas tree with a straw hat on. Some of you don't know what that means, do you? He's going to put you in a pauper situation. We are the children of the Most High God. And when we begin to pray, and you're going to have to pray until you live your last breath. Well, I was hoping it would get easier. It's not going to get easier. The closer you walk with God, the stronger the devil's going to fight you. And some people tell me, well, I don't know why I want to get close to God if all that's going to happen. Listen, we want all that God has. Is that right? And when you get close to God, the powers of the darkness of hell is going to jump on you like never been before. But there's authority and a power that's inside you to cast that down and get rid of it and pray. 
and pray. Teach us to do what? To pray. Gonna pray. This little girl's name was Lisa. At the age of eight and a half, she came down with an incurable disease. She lost her speech. She lost her sight. She lost her muscles. She had to go to bed. She was bedridden. They had to put a feeding tube on her. And the doctor said it is no hope for her. How many of you know there's always hope in God? Amen. I forgot what her name was. Somebody, uh, um, one of the high movie singer stars. I'll think of it here in a minute. She went to the doctor, and they give her a diagnosis, and she said, I believe your diagnosis, but I don't believe your prognosis. She went home and get up in the morning, and she'd go to her devotional room, and she would pray and read the Word of God, and God healed her. Listen, when you begin to pray and walk with God, you can expect the best that God's got. But she's paralyzed now on a feeding tube. And the doctor's saying there is no hope. There's people that come by, come in her room, one chase a thousand, and two chase how many? It's important to pray in partnership. And they began to pray. Sometimes it's just as little as 10 minutes a day as they prayed, and they laid their hands on her. And sometimes they would stay as long as two hours praying for her talking to God for her God is rewarder of those that do what that diligently seek him God is rewarder of those that persevere and after eight and a half of days going every day and praying and praying Kenan do you go to work every day yeah yeah he does so he gets good results glory to God and after eight and a half days, she got up off of that bed totally, completely healed. Glory to God. I wonder what would happen in this church if we would designate a room back here and call it the prayer room. Like I mentioned last week, they call their prayer room the devil's pit or the snake pit where they put them in there and prayed at them. Alexander Dovey had a motel that he bought. And he called it the healing house. John Lake had a healing house. Multitudes of thousands got healed. When they come there, they would pray over them every day until what? If God gives you a medicine, I'm not just, oh, glory to God. If you go to the doctor and he gives you a medicine, tell you you got to take this what? Huh? How long? Do you take it or you throw, listen, God is telling us if you will pray. Brother Don, you were right on this morning. I believe God gave you that. Hallelujah. As you walk, if you begin to pray and thanking God for the healing in your life and do it as long as that pain is there and believe in God like Lisa got up off of that bed because there was prayer under God daily, daily praying, expecting something to happen in our lives. It was on the national news this week. This little boy's name is J.O. He come down with leukemia at the age of five. The next three years, every day for three years, 
he took chemo. Every day he took chemo. At the end of those three years, he was eight years of age, and the doctor pronounced him cure of cancer. I believe if we would hook together and start praying every day for somebody that needs prayer, we're going to pray. It may about be 10 minutes. It may be two hours. We don't know how to pray except what the Spirit of the Lord gives you. You know, when you get in the spirit of praying sometimes, the, an hour will pass by just like that. And if you're praying not in the Spirit, five minutes seem like several hours. But when you pray in the Spirit, as they was telling that, I thought, my Lord, God help us. No wonder said the children of this world is wiser than the children of light because they stay with it until they get it done. We need to be praying until we get results. I'm not going to let you go until something happens. I'm going to command your hand. The book of Jeremiah says I'm going to command your hand to work in my half. I'm not going to give you no rest until you do what you said you was going to do. You're going to hear my voice in the morning. It may not be but 10 minutes. It may not be but 5 minutes, but you're going to hear my voice. Amen. I'm going to thunder the gates of heaven and for the powers of the darkness of hell to be cast out. Amen. When we begin to pray, Began to pray. The Bible said, if my people are called by my name, will do what? Forsake what? Their evil ways. Don't expect the world to forsake its evil ways until the church accept, uh, separates from her evil ways. And then begin to pray. And then God is going to heal this nation when we can begin to pray. Are you ready to pray? Are you eager to pray? God wakes you up in the midnight hour. What are you going to do? Somebody tell me what you're going to do. You're going to go pray. How I many know that can be some of your most greatest experience you have with God when you begin to pray when he wakes you up and puts a desire on your heart? I'm going to share another story with you. This lady's name is Teresa. She had her withered legs. She couldn't walk. People began to gather with her every day. Every day. They'd pray. And one day, they saw that leg grow one inch. It inspired them to do what? To pray. Next day, nothing happened. But they kept on happening to what? Till one day, she got up off of that bed and walked like a normal human being because God said, if you will pray, delight yourself in the Lord, I will hear from heaven. And Isaiah the prophet said that he will answer you before you ever ask. He answered Abraham many times before he ever asked. He gave him because he's in covenant with him and blessed him. I want to read a scripture in closing. It's found in Amos. And what, what the prophet Amos said for us to do and what God is going to do. Hallelujah. It's found in Amos 9.13. Behold, the days come as saith the Lord that the plowman shall overtake the reaper 
and the reaper of the grapes of him that soweth seed. And the mountains shall drip sweet wine, and all the hill shall melt. He said, the days are coming before you ever pray, before the harvest is over with, you're going to start reaping another harvest. How many believe that? You believe the Word of God. When you begin to pray, amen, begin to pray. And I know we're praying people, but I believe this is a new year that God is exciting us to pray, to, to pray. And the Bible said as long as Moses held up his hands, what happened? As long as there's prayer sending up to the angel in heaven, and he takes it and puts it on the golden altar, flame goes up, smoke goes up. Hot prayers from the heart goes upward to God. It goes to the golden altar, and that's where the angel takes it and sends the angel's answer back down to this earth when we pray fervent, hot prayer. God does not hear cold prayers. It's hot prayers. Prayers that's on fire for God. A prayer that's ignited by God. Awake, awake. Paul told Timothy, stir up the fire that's inside you. Don't let that fire go out. And I believe the Bible teaches if there's a man in the house, if you have a man in your house, you are responsibility to make sure the prayers goes up in your house and lead in prayer. If you don't have a man in the house, and if you are this the woman in the house, make sure you do it. You pray. You pray. We ought to teach our children to pray. Now, don't teach them to pray no one hour. Hello? Don't teach them to pray five minutes. That's like trying to teach a pig to sing. You're going to aggravate the pig and frustrate God. They're children, but you can let them hear you praying. Brother Samuel Baker went to Brazil. Heard him say in a testimony one time, he used to come home drunk, and he'd hear his mama in the closet praying, God save Samuel. God save Samuel. One night, one day, God heard those prayers. He saved Samuel. He sent Samuel to Brazil. He spent most of his life in Brazil. Got some children buried over there today. Got a son still over there working because somebody prayed. How many glad that somebody prayed? Somebody prayed. Amen. Oftentimes, I hear, it seems like Georgia Hayes' voice, pray for my what? Children. Ain't little McCaslin, I've heard her many times standing crying. Pray for my children. Who's going to pray for my children when I'm gone? Maddie Burke used to play, who's going to pray for my children when I'm gone? Take a prayer, and God will reveal it to you every once in a while. Call Maddie's name, okay? I don't know all those children's names, but just ask God to bless Maddie's children. God bless you today. Something miraculous is taking place. And I know there's going to be wars and what? 
rumors of war. There's going to be spiritual wars as long as you what? You're never going to escape it. But we are winners. We on the winning side. And the wonderful blessings of God is flowing our way when we pray. When we pray. Diane had asked us to pray for Paul Carver. And I tell you, we ought to expect something's going to happen. We prayed. We prayed. Amen. Sister Rhonda, that daughter's coming home. The signs is she texts you. The signs is she brought her clothes. Glory to God. She was trying to tell me. She said, I'm not saying anything negative to her and anything bad. I'm just loving her. Glory to God. Somebody ought to say amen. They tell us if you will look, you'll see more people healed out of love than you will anything else. When you begin to love like Christ loved. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So we need to love. Love like we never loved before. And watch God work. Praise God. He's working. Marvelous. Wonderful in our lives. Glory to God. Amen. Praise God. the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. While they're getting ready to sing, let me share Praise the, the story that I've seen just this week. This guy was a Navy SEAL. They said he was the greatest that ever graduated from the Navy SEALs. Did you talk of the cream of the crop? He was the cream of the crop. Said he was the greatest marksman that's ever come out of the Navy SEALs. They said he could go on the beach at night and drink till five in the morning and party all night long partying all night long, drinking. Go back to the barracks, lay down, and sleep to 6 o'clock, and get up. And go to exercising, and beat anybody at exercising. Then he'd run 20 miles that day before it's over with. They said the reason he could do that, his mind was set. That his mind controlled his flesh. We have the mind of Christ. We need to let the mind of Christ control us and not let this world control us. Let the power of God that lives inside of us. I'm not advocating going out and staying all night. I'm advocating let the mind of Christ live in us, control us, and control our lives, and watch God work in our lives, okay? God bless you, Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Yes, turn your eyes on Jesus. Glory to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let them sing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Get our eyes off the world. Yes. Yes. Get them on Jesus. Glory to God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Here we go. That's not it, Bobby. Hallelujah.
listening to the word he wore out of set of tapes listening to the word of God but God has quickened me to pray for him I've not heard from him in several months so I wish we would pray for Shane Parker and Sister Maddie's kids Sister George's kids all our kids that need the Lord and these have gone on Uncle James McCaster and Aunt Alma's kids we can still pray for them those kids I believe they trust the Lord with their kids, and we do too. God can take care of all of us and bring them back to Him. I pray for Shane wherever he is. I remember Shane Parker. It uh, got her name, Sister Parker. Darlene at her graveside service. Shane was there and spoke. He said, "Dar," he said, "Darlene." never seen me as a bad boy she always seen what was good in me and she said sad you're not a bad boy you're a good boy he wore out a set of new testament tapes listening to him he went to the million man march with no money just enough to eat on slept in the car or on picnic banks all the way to washington for his desire to do something but the devil has pulled him away. So we're going to pray that he's coming back, okay? 
these people, and I'm going to share more about tonight, they're going to come to themselves because God is praying, and there's a scripture in there that says this, that he's going to bring them back. He's going to bring them back when you pray. He said, I, I, I'll bring them back. So let's pray for these requests right now, our children. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray for our children. Everyone in this building, God, we pray for their children. The power of the Holy Ghost would be upon them mightily. And the angel of the Lord would be with them and strengthen them. We thank you that the prayers have heard. They're coming back, Lord. We thank you for all the blessings of God is pouring on them right now, Lord. The blessings of the Lord is going to be on them mightily. In the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Isaiah 52 said, when you pray, strength comes on you. The Bible said when Jesus was in the wilderness, 40 days and 40 nights, the angel was there with him and what? Strengthened him. It says in the garden of Gethsemane, sweat of great drops of blood, sorrowful unto death, angels were there to do what? Strengthen him. So when you begin to pray, angels are going to be there to strengthen your life and help you to win the victory. God bless you. Why don't you love someone before you go on? God bless you. Come to God.